You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. <sighs> Man, I need something uplifting, Fabrizio. Give me something good. What can we do? Ooh, good idea, good idea. This episode is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Give me some good music, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save the Children believes that every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. They deliver lasting results for millions. I said millions of children, including those hardest to reach. They do whatever it takes for children every day and in times of crisis. Now, coronavirus. It's the biggest health crisis of our lifetime, and it threatens children in every way. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. And guess what? Child poverty, it is rising. With your support, they can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures. There are so many ways you can help. Check the show notes for links and a list of ways you can help. Visit savethechildren.org slash save kids and let's do some good. Fabrizio, cut the music. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Woo! Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to the LaunchCast! See those chills? Every time. Episode 125, the state of the podcast address and the reopening of New York. That's right. We are 25 episodes in, but first, it's the launch dad himself bringing you your favorite podcast on the planet. Oh, it's true, baby. Right now, as the beat drops. Into the black hole. That timing is getting better and better each week. I'm like a real goddamn DJ, man. You could put me on Z100 in New York with my drops. Man, that, that, that's like, that would make any, any station manager like salivate. The way I just dropped in with that, that oh, as the beat drops and then the music gets louder and boom, the beat drops. Anyway. What am I even talking about? It is episode 25. I am so excited today. That's why I'm talking nonsense. We are here today. No guest. Because guess what? 25th episode. Very special. We're going to talk today. Me and you, my audience, both of you, all three of you. I don't know how many are out there. No, 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 no. We got plenty of audience. Plenty of audience. We are going to talk about a few things today. The first being the state of this podcast and what is happening. I am 
beyond, beyond humbled by what has transpired in the last 25 episodes of this show. And I wanted to come on today, not for a super long show. I want to talk to you guys a little bit, have an open conversation. This is what I do. I'm a storyteller. I like to tell little stories. Imagine we are in front of a campfire, the marshmallows right now. We are relaxed and we're just talking. We're talking, we're telling stories. And so the first thing that I want to talk about before I get to the reopening of New York, which is a whole other thing in and of itself, is this show, The LaunchCast. I've done a couple of episodes in free form where we talked about, you know, why I started the show, the growth that we've been experiencing, but it's kind of, uh, for me, gone to a whole new level, and I'm super excited about it. So what is the state of this podcast right now? The state of this podcast is we are in exciting times. We are 25 episodes in, which means we are halfway through season one. Season one is going to be 50 episodes. Then we're going to take a couple of weeks break. We'll still keep going. We're going to throw some classics on there. Right? We're going to do some some syndication, as we like to say in the business. I'm not in the business. I just like to say it. And we're going to come back for season two, and we're going to revamp after season two. We grow every single week, right? That's what this is about. This is about doing something that matters, and this is about growing as we learn, as we go through the process. And I am listening, folks. I am listening to you guys. I'm hearing everything you're saying, all the feedback, and I appreciate not only the feedback, but the support in this show. It has meant everything to me because this is not something that I expected to grow into what it is now. So... State of the podcast, where are we? We are about, oh, I would say we're we're past the goals that we had initially set for this show, right? Um, And I don't want to jump heavy into like analytics and all that kind of stuff because that's not really what this was about for me. But for me, what has happened is that as I watch the metrics of this show, the analytics, the audience, the behaviors, um, It's amazing to see how different topics light up different people, the different geographic regions that are lit up by this show. And so here's one fun fact. We have been listened to in 35 countries since we started. 25 episodes in, we have been listened to in 35 countries, and that's amazing. When it first started in a big way was when we did the episode dedicated to Thomas Valva and Quaden Bales. Thomas Valva being a local Long Island boy with autism that was basically tortured by his father and subsequently uh, murdered. And uh, the same week, there was some bullying stuff that was going on with this young boy in Australian named Quaden Bales, and there was this viral video that came up, and you know, you watch the episode if you want to hear more. Now that particular episode not only hit home on Long Island, but because Quaden Bales was from Australia, our numbers in Australia like literally 
jumped that week. It was crazy to see. And then we had new UK numbers. And we've always had just random company, uh, countries, Germany, a little bit of UK, Italy, you know, just random things. But then all of a sudden it's like South Africa, Nepal, Indonesia. It's crazy. Malta. I always say it sounds like autism. <laughs> They're the kings of Malta. They were like number six in Malta for educational podcasts or acti- uh, social activism podcasts. I forget what the genre was. But Malta we've been listening to. It's, it's, it's really humbling to know that our message spreads. Our message within other you know, countries, other locales, other geographic areas goes out in such a way that has an impact on people. And that to me is, it just lights me up, you know, because one of the reasons why I do this thing is just because I want to teach people about leadership. You know, you guys know me now. My, my whole thing is about leadership. You know, my company, Launchpad 516, of course, is a consulting firm that goes and does its thing. But because of leadership coming into my world so heavily and my public speaking, I've been able to delve even further into leadership with, of course, the leadership experience, the course that I uh, founded, the Coaching Masterclass. We just finished our, our first cohort, which I want to talk about in a minute, which was incredible. Um, but that, that's what I'm about, right? Just talking about leadership, getting it out there, talking about past mistakes, how to learn from them, how to grow, how to be a better leader for your family, for your community, for yourself. And apparently, you know, with this show, with what we're trying to do, this message is really reaching people. We have gotten some really touching messages, really, really touching messages from, you know, some from within our own community, which has been so nice. And of course, I love when the support comes from my community, it's amazing. But, you know, when total strangers reach out to you saying that they had a transformational experience while listening to an interview with a specific leader, that's, that's nuts to me. Like, that's what this is about. You know, I get so lit up, so activated, and I want to do it even more. I want to be even better. And you guys do that for me. And so I want to thank you for that support. The other number I want to talk about, and this is such a huge milestone. We actually hit it a few weeks ago, but I wanted to wait until episode 25 to really talk about this. But we, a few weeks ago, hit 25,000 listens. 25,000 listens in under 25 episodes, which means we're averaging about a thousand per episode. And let me tell you a little insider secret here. My goal when I started this was between nine and 12 months after launch, I wanted to average at least a hundred downloads per episode. And subsequently, when I found out how many downloads we actually had, I almost fell over. I was like, you said, what? Are you kidding me? I don't do this on a competitive basis. I don't do this for the sponsorships, which have subsequently come. And I'm so thankful for my sponsors out there. But 
to know that there are that many people out there that are listening, that are affected by this shit, man, I'm blown away, you guys. I really am blown away. And so I thank you for sticking with me through some amazing interviews, some flubs that I've had on the show. I'm not I'm I'm new to this too, guys. I'm I I love doing this and I think I'm pretty decent at it, but hey, nobody's perfect, right? <laughs> I'm not some like 25 year veteran on the air or something. And so for me, it's it's a learning experience every single day. Uh, I think I'm doing a decent job of it. I hope I am. You guys can tell me if I'm not. But you know, to 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 be at this at this stage now where we are not even six months into the podcast. Not even six months into the podcast, and we have hit actually we we could be one, two, three, four. No, 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 we're five months into the podcast. Sorry. Um soon we'll be six months into the podcast. And and to know that, you know, this this is something that that people enjoy listening to, that they're on their way to work in the mornings every Monday morning and they flip this thing on. That's that's nuts to me. I, I am so humbled by that. And I'm gonna stop this like if it sounds like a humble brag, it's that's not what it's about. It's it's just um I wanna tell you how blown away I am. And and again, just a thank you to the audience out there. Um but what does this mean for the future of the show. We are constantly evolving, constantly changing. It is so important for me to not only not only to um, to bring a show that has a certain level of quality and a specific area of expertise that the audience looks for. And not only a specific format in the type of segments that we do, which are mostly interview segments, unless, you know, it's one of those off the rail shows where I don't have an interviewee and then all hell breaks loose and I interview like my artificial intelligence assistant here, which was a <laughs> shit show of an episode. Although you guys liked it, the feedback was good. Um, yeah, you know, we we try and stick to these formats, try and stick to what you guys expect, but we want to keep you guessing. We want to make sure that you are you are constantly interest, interested in the show. And so that's why I've done some of these soapbox episodes. That's why I've done some of these, you know, lone wolf episodes where I'm doing some kind of bit on here. Not this isn't a bit kind of show per se, but you know, we're gonna try. We're gonna try anything to keep you guys engaged, right? Um, and so keep that feedback coming, guys. We're we're gonna be growing. There's gonna be some really cool stuff happening once we're back in our home studio. Well, I'm actually in my home studio. I'm at my office studio. Once we're back there, which is really home base for the launch cast, and we have, uh, you know, a better better setup there. We can have guests in studio, which is so important to this process. We have some really really exciting stuff coming up. And so I want you guys to, you know, keep abreast of that and um and I'll uh, I'll keep you filled in on on what's going on with that as the as the weeks come, but very soon, very soon. And that actually will tie into the reopening of New York part that we're going to be talking about in a bit. But 
The other thing that I wanted to talk about is what this show has been able to affect in my professional life. And that's the coolest little thing here for me. Okay. This show, and I've mentioned this before, was started as a platform to talk about leadership because of the fact that I was launching a coaching masterclass based on leadership, which is called the leadership experience. I've talked about this. It's a, it's a show sponsor once in a while. And so we launched the leadership experience a few months after this show launched. Once we, you know, were able to, to put the, the platform out there and, and gain some legitimacy through, um, you know, through our audience here. And we launched our first cohort six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, and we wrapped up last week. And it was a cohort that had the core curriculum, the core curriculum of the leadership experience, which is a six-week journey through leadership. And all of the cohort members had also joined the public thought leader track, which is an add-on track for speakers, writers, uh, social influencers, social activists, you know, things of that nature. And I just want to say that that was such a transformative experience for me. I think for the cohort members, I don't want to speak for them, but I got some really amazing feedback on some incredible growth that these people had. I saw the growth. They saw the growth. I'm so excited for these um for these students, these cohort members uh, for the future going forward, because they have um, been able to reach new heights, you know, through our work together. And what I want to say is this particular class was not only inspired by some of the leadership that has come through this show, but it's also been heavily inspired by you guys because you guys are giving us feedback every single week on these guests. I get emails and, and DMs constantly asking me to follow up with guests about certain questions, uh, telling me that they were so thankful that we spoke about a certain area within the interview with our guest because it was something that they were struggling with. And that's what this thing has been about. It's been about finding the unconventional journey of some of these incredible leaders out there in order to help us parallel that to the audience so that the audience can say, hey, shit, I've gone through some of that same stuff. Maybe I can be a leader like that. And that feedback I was able to take into building the core curriculum for the leadership experience. And man, what a killer, killer course it was. Six intense weeks and we did some amazing stuff. We talked unconventional leadership. We talked mission statement. We talked leadership theory. We talked inspiration theory. We talked about the balance phenomenon. We we finalized it all with bringing our mission statements into our work as an executable, as a deliverable of the course. I'm going to hold this up for those that are watching, but I've talked about this before. The mission statement Ripped off from the great Jerry Maguire movie, the things we think and do not, the things we think and do not say. Every member of the cohort wrote 
their mission statement. Same cover, a little bit of a different title. They got to name it. Mine is called The Future of Our Business. That's the same one as from Jerry Maguire. They got to name it whatever they wanted. The Future of dot, dot, dot. The process to get to these mission statements was fucking insane. I am, I was so lit up watching these cohort members really build and find what they were passionate about, what their life journey had led them to, their purpose in life, their meaning, their mission. And some of the things that were written were just, I want to give these guys a shout out because man, honesty and and authenticity and growth and self-discovery, man, it was incredible. And then taking it to the public thought leadership track, most of these people wanted to be uh, public speakers or already public speakers, and they're trying to build on their public speaking and, and really dive a little bit deeper to get into a different place for writing and, and, and speaking. And so we workshopped their writing. We workshopped their speaking. I mean, wow. Like I was just blown away by the growth. And some of these people have already had success having gone through this and had some applications that were coming through in the last week and had some major success from them. So I was super excited um, for these people and the success that they've had. I don't want to speak about these individually because these are private, but man, unreal. And so the other thing that was really inspirational about the podcast for me, the launch cast that had an effect on the leadership experience is the show itself. The show itself. I realized that when I created these three add-on tracks, the entrepreneurship track, the leadership, the career leadership track, and the public thought leadership track, that there was something missing there. There was something else that within this world that I live in that I could really help to build leaders on. I thought to myself, all right, entrepreneurship, I'm covering covering business owners, career leader track, I'm, I'm covering any professional that's looking to grow in their career, but not necessarily looking to be a speaker or a business owner. And then, of course, public thought leadership, I'm covering some business owners in there too, but I'm covering business owners, I'm covering public speakers, I'm covering writers, I'm covering social influencers, I'm covering nonprofit executives, I'm covering, man, I'm, I'm covering so many genres of people. And what was so crazy was I made a realization um, during one of my other coaching classes that I'm a part of. I, I, uh, I'm also a coach on the Joy Revolution with Mark Cordone. And I made a discovery that, you know, some people that want to be leaders and they want to be out there with their voice, but they don't necessarily want to get on a stage. They they should have another platform. And the light bulb went off that, oh, shit, I have this platform, this podcasting platform. And so I sat down with Mark Cordone from the Joy Revolution, who's also the host of the Golden Mike podcast. Amazing podcast, by the way. You got to check it out. And we talked about putting together another track, a fourth track for the leadership experience that was based around podcasting. And then we created the podcast experience, which is a track that is, it's the most intense add-on track that we have. It's an additional six modules on top of the core curriculum. 
So you're getting a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff out of this. But basically, it's not only the technical how-to guide for a podcast. It's the other stuff. It's the depth. It's interview 101. It's your voice as a podcaster. It's your brand. It's the show genre. It's the format. It's the psychology behind speaking to a guest, the psychology behind speaking to your audience. I mean, it's insane how crazy this curriculum is that we have put together, and I'm so excited. So it was co-developed by myself and Mark, and we are co-teaching it on this next cohort that's starting June 1st. And so I want to right now play a little back-and-forth conversation that Mark and I had about what we're doing here with the podcast experience track of the leadership experience. So take a listen to this, guys. Time to pay some bills. Who's next, Fabrizio? Ladder. Yeah. Hit that gym music, buddy. Yeah, it's good. This episode is sponsored by Ladder. Ladder was founded by LeBron James, the man himself, and Arnold Schwarzenegger to change the way that supplements are made. They worked with the top scientists to formulate a line of clean performance products, and unlike other supplements, every single batch is tested by a third party to verify the highest standards for quality and safety. Now, even before they approached me about a sponsorship, I used Ladder. I'm in the middle of a fast right now, and I wanted to make sure that I was getting all of my vitamins daily, and I started drinking their superfood green drink, and it is incredible. You have to try it. Hopefully, I could ball like LBJ after this is done, too. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Use code better every day for 30% off of everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's better every day for 30% off at ladder.sport. Drink up, guys. Okay, George, I'm just going to start it off with this. Why would someone want to start a podcast in this day and age? You know, the original reason that I wanted to start my podcast for me was to be able to get the word out on some of the platforms that I have built through my business. But it's a funny thing that since I have launched my podcast, it has become so meaningful to me because you really get to know the people that you're touching. You really get to speak to your audience and really discover that they need some of this content. You know what I mean? They, they need what you're putting out there, especially when it's a topic like leadership for me or for, for what you do with the, the Golden Mike podcast. Um, it's necessary, if that makes sense. Yeah, why is it necessary? It's necessary because, you know, for me on this whole leadership platform, it's all about my definition of leadership, which is in its very most basic way, it's that person that will stand up and says, I will do it. I'll do it. That's leadership to me. And for me, being able to get on this platform and share stories of unconventional leadership from other leaders, stories that wouldn't necessarily be heard, it's giving a voice to those that have not been heard. It's giving a platform for people to be able to 
get up onto a stage, whether it's a, a, a virtual stage or not, and just say what they feel, say what's important to them, talk about potentially an idea that they have to change the world. And if I didn't provide this platform for those leaders to get up there and and speak, would they be heard? You know, and so for me, it becomes this responsibility of giving this platform to other people uh, in order for them to be heard. So, so what makes doing a podcast and using that format different from, you know, like a a, a live stream or or, or something else, uh, you know, a YouTube channel? Why a podcast? Well, a podcast, in its very essence, is more broad ranging, you know. Anything that you're doing on the internet has the potential to reach a a ridiculous number of people. But when you're broadcasting over your own social media, at a certain point, it only provides a finite number of people that you could potentially reach. A podcast going out on multiple platforms, knowing that you're in the directory that some of these major podcasts are in. You're in the Apple Podcast directory, the Spotify directory, the iHeartRadio and TuneIn directory. People could look up your genre. People can look up what you're about, not you specifically, but say they just put in leadership into a podcast search and you could come up and you could potentially now reach somebody that there was no way No way, shape, or form that you could have reached this person in any other way other than by just being a podcast, by having this platform. So I think that's why it's the most important um, platform out there in terms of putting a show out there. A lot more powerful than than doing a a live social media show or, or even sometimes a YouTube show because when you think about the logistics of putting on a podcast versus a video show, you know, you could potentially do both as I do with my platform, but Hey man, it's just you and a microphone and your ideas. And it's that simple to get them out there. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, uh, I did over 200 lives and, um, you know, I, I, I built a pretty nice, um, following on that. And, and I also got to groom my voice um, doing those those uh, live streams. But something that I found different when I moved over to the podcast format, and one of the reasons I wanted to move to the podcast format is number one is the accessibility. Someone, I mean, if someone wants to watch your live stream, they basically need to be in front of a, a computer and, and sit there for a while. Where uh, someone can be listening to your podcast on a commute. Someone can be listening on a run. Um, someone can be, um, you know, uh, some, someone can be shopping and uh, listening to your podcast. Um, and and I also think one of the, the things that makes podcasts very different from anything else is it's one of the most intimate um, situations. I mean, you're right up in someone else's ear, right? And um, to be able to be using this, this microphone, which is one of the most dangerous and empowering instruments out there, um, is, is uh, uh, really a, a, something that I think anyone with an idea, anyone that has a passion in something can totally explore. Um, one of, a, a thing that I, I really love about podcasts are things that, as long as you're passionate about 
what it is that you're talking about, other people start getting passionate about it. And I don't know if this has happened to you, but like I've, I've done like random play and um, I got into caving like and I was just I was immersed in these two guys talking about going into caves and the, the whole show was about caves. But number one is they had huge sponsors. And then like number two, they were making a living about doing and talking about what they love. They were going into caves telling us what they saw and then afterwards i was like i want to go into a cave if i wasn't so like scared of like the dark and 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 uh small spaces um so so is there anything that you wanted to add on on that piece with with sort of the the beauty of the podcast platform yeah for sure it's you know, it's funny because podcasts have been around really for a long time. I remember hearing about podcasts super early in the process when they were available on iTunes. And it was kind of this thing that was like, yeah, okay. You know, there's probably some boring stuff out there that, that people are putting up there. And, um, you know, they're, they're doing it as a way for just their voice to be heard. And then all of a sudden it became a viable platform. And you look at people out there that have really been married to the concept of of a podcast. You look at a guy like Joe Rogan, okay? Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. who was, when you go back early in his career, Joe Rogan is a stand-up comic, and not many people really know that because of what he's turned into. He was a stand-up comic that got lucky enough to get on a TV show called News Radio with Phil Hartman and um, uh, Andy Dick and a whole bunch of other people, and that show ended, and then Joe Rogan kind of disappears, and then all of a sudden he resurfaces in the MMA world as an announcer yeah. years later, and then all of a sudden, because his voice is out there, he becomes a legitimate voice in the MMA world, not as just an announcer, but an expert in the field, and because of that platform, he gets on to a podcast. He creates the Joe Rogan experience because, hey, people want to listen to me. I'm Joe Rogan. And, you know, there's some form of legitimate information coming out of my mouth. And let me just get on here and just start interviewing people. And the show really had no specific format other than just to be an interview show. And Joe was an authentic and honest guy. He's got a, a, a good way about him. Very simple interview format. He does get to the core of things. And all of a sudden, this guy becomes the biggest thing in podcasting. And now... I mean, he's, he's what, coming on, on 2,000 episodes now? Like, I mean... Yeah, or and, and, and I, don't know if, I don't know if you heard the news yesterday, but Joe Rogan signed an exclusive Spotify deal yesterday. He's moving the show off of all platforms. They are going to Spotify exclusively... He signed a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify. <laughs> and so this, just, and he's talking about what he likes to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the just, cool, yeah. the cool thing is with that is I am sure that initially before podcasting became a business, I'm sure that initially it was just, Hey, I, I can't land another show. I haven't been able to land a show. I'm doing this whole UFC announcing thing. Let me just get out there somewhere where, where it's very simple for me to get out there and put my voice out there. And all of a sudden, now the business end crept in for him because he was doing what he loved. He's just interviewing people, having great conversations, having some laughs. And all of a sudden, the business end creeps in where people are listening and then sponsors are going, hey, 
you know, I want to be involved. Yeah. I want, hey, here's some money, you know, advertise my product. And not only did he become one of the top podcasters, but he is, I, I'm pretty sure, the, the top paid podcaster out there as well. You got to fact check me on that. But, um, yeah. And now all of a sudden, it's now not only providing him this creative outlet, but it's a career. It, it's paying his bills. That's incredible to me. It's completely a career. And I wanted to talk about that for, for a second. There's there's that passion piece, but then there's also, for some people, some people like doing this just as a hobby. Yeah. And then other people have found that, um, kind of have stumbled forward into, whoa, uh, this can take care of a couple bills here and there. Um, you know, I, I know for, for both you and I, um, we started off uh, partly, be- mostly because we love leadership and we love positive psychology and stories and interviewing and, uh, you know, the, the type of format and the ins- same type of people inspire us. But also at the same time, um, for you, uh, you started getting, you started getting sponsors. Talk about that. Yeah, it was the craziest thing, man. Again, the impetus for this was because I was launching a new coaching platform and I wanted to get ahead of the game. I wanted to develop a podcast platform that could build an audience that was specifically geared towards leadership and learning about unconventional leadership, how other leaders out there got their start and the journeys they went on in order to become the leaders they are today. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to give myself a little tiny pat on the back here. And I I think it's a good show. I think I'm pretty good at doing interviews. And you know, when you know that your content is good and when you're putting the work into it, you're putting the research into it, you're putting the effort into providing not only just good content, but content that's worthy of your brand, you know, who you are, all of a sudden people start listening and not only audience members. And so I started getting approached about sponsorships for the show, sponsorship opportunities. And we're still in our infancy, man. We started the podcast in December. And so now we're about, you know, five months into this thing, but we are consistently sponsored on a weekly show we have sponsorships right now lined up through mid-June for every single show. And it's become a very surprising revenue source as well. Something I never expected and it wasn't part of the business plan or the goal structure, but you can be damn sure that it, it, it is now, you know? Yeah. Now, um, what do you, what do you have to say to anyone who's listening right now and, and, and they're like, Oh man, I'd love to start a podcast, but uh, a plan, doing the research, um, putting myself out there, uh, putting myself out there to a, a sea of other podcasts where, you know, uh, you know, Rogan is like a one in a hundred million shot of, of, of what he has. And, um, you know, hey, George, you, you, you already have a successful business, you, you know, and uh, I'm not that type of person, you know, uh, like this. I don't even have that kind of time. What would you say to someone who's like kind of going through the idea of it, but like, man, the execution of it is just too much planning. It's it's too much competition. It's too much research. It's too much effort. I think it lies in the first thing that you said about Rogan being a one in a million shot. I think that when we really look at that 
and discover that that's not true at all. Sure, the success portion of it could be a one in a million shot. There is some luck sometimes that's involved in that. I'm not a big believer in that. I know the work that Joe Rogan puts into his show. I've I've heard a ton of interviews about this. I know the work that the great Howard Stern put into his show over the years that Elvis Duran and, and the morning show have put in to become syndicated on iHeartRadio. I know the work that they have put into it, the planning, the structuring, the 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 attention to the audience, the attention to the content, the attention to the sticking to a through line and a genre in order to please your audience and to make sure that your mission is is still prevalent in your show. And so when you think about these people that are super successful, what's the through line between all these shows? Is that they put the effort and the research in. And when they really sat down and said, I'm going to do this thing and I have a plan and I'm going to work my ass off until I succeed, they did it. Now, I can probably name a bunch of failure stories along with the success stories. I don't know the the work ethic of the failures. You know, sure, some of them I'm sure put the effort into it, but when you go into a show like this and you come in with a plan, you come in with all the information in hand, you are prepared with your show format, your genre, your uh, your staffing, your or, or whatever you want to call it, co-host, um, your equipment, the technical specs, every single thing involved in building a podcast. Yeah, sure, it takes time. Sure, you have to go to a source that can really bring you the right information. And not only in terms of the technical side, but the content side of things. Right. When you go to right. a source like this and and do the work, do the pre-work required of putting together a platform like this, I can guarantee you that it will at least be a success to you in terms of sticking to you know what what is um, reflective of your brand you know the 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 success and honesty that your brand reflects and through that once you are honest to your brand and authentic to your audience and you're putting the work in I, I could probably say nine times out of ten that you will have some semblance of success yeah I, I actually. I actually, I, I, I fully agree with you on that. Um, uh, part of this game, if you want to call it that, is just showing up. It's just showing up on a regular basis for people, right? Um, building your voice. You know, um, my go around with my podcast um, was I wanted people to hear my flubs. I wanted people to hear where I was getting flustered and I'd be like, oh man, I don't know what to ask next. You know, I, I wanted the audience to grow with me. And um, it's one thing, I, I think metrics are huge, absolutely huge to see the the, the growth, the listenership, um, what countries, the demographics. Um, and also at the same time, if you're using something like Pareto's principle, the 80-20 principle, um, out of that number of people, about 20% will be these super fans and the raving super fans, and they'll look for you, um, and they'll, they'll they'll look up more episodes for you. You'll they'll put you on on loop, and with those raving super fans, you don't need more than 
a handful to really get your podcast up and running, get, getting some great um, 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 feedback and testimonials. You don't need the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands. No, it's one thing if you're looking at things like sponsorship, but it's another thing if you're looking to build a community around your podcast, which is the, which is the direction I wanted to go in. Um, also, at the same time, there's resources out there. Uh, there's 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 you and I, who have done the research. We've 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 done the the lives. We've looked at all the equipment. And in many ways, we've made it easy for a lot of people uh, who are interested in, in, in getting into something that's um, really, for me, uh, very, very, very um, rewarding. Um, now, now, for you, George, what has been the most uh, – I'm going to ask you two different questions. What has been the most rewarding part of this podcast experience for you? One of them, there's probably two answers to that. One of them does lie in the metrics a little bit, but not, not in a, in an, I win kind of way, right? Like, look at my numbers more of, wow, like I am reaching so many people and I know how good this content is for people. I know that people that are desperate for the answer to how can I become a leader when they listen to this on a consistent basis, there is a story being told throughout each episode. Mm -hmm. There's a through line here of leadership in my show particularly. And so when I look at my metrics and by my 20th episode, we had hit over 25,000 listens. We had been listened to, I think at that point in almost 30 countries. Um, that's That's amazing to me. You know, yeah. and then now I look at it, we're, we're 24 episodes in, we're at like over 30,000 listens. I think we're in 34 countries or 35 countries, Nepal, South Africa. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. Indonesia. Um, Come on. Tell me some Filipinos are listening. There's to that. no Filipinos. <laughs> I no. haven't seen the Philippines <laughs> once. I haven't seen the Philippines once, but where it started for me was funny because I talked about a person that was um, in international news at the time in Australia in one of my episodes, and then I checked my metrics, and it was like seven people reached in Australia, and I was like, oh, man, that's so cool, and then all of a sudden it spread to the UK, and then it was in Nepal, and then uh, uh, the rest of Europe, Eastern Europe. And I was like, wow, man. So for me, that is mind-blowing, the fact that yeah. I have been able to do this and and reach so many people. That's, that's big to me. Um, the other thing is really, you know, it's a testament to when you do the work and you do the research that you can pull something off. You know me, man. You know, I, I've been, this has been rattling around in my head for over a year before I launched it. Um, meeting people like you, you know, and seeing your Facebook live show, The Golden Mike Live, was a big impetus for me to actually get going and get this thing started because I saw elements in your show that really spoke to me and it added this layer of creativity in my head where I was like, all right, cool. I think. There are elements here that I didn't think of before that could be really um, influential for me if I put them into the show in terms of influencing my audience and really, you know, engaging them. Um, 
and I did the work, man. It was six months of researching podcast hosts, researching equipment, um, researching other podcasts to see popularity versus metrics versus show types um, versus genres and trying to pick my genre. Um, looking at people like Howard Stern, who's my hero in communications, and looking at his interview style and really breaking it down and analyzing the parts that speak to me, you know, that I could use in my interview style. Um, man, did I do the work. Man, did I do the work. And then when I was finally ready to go and pull the trigger on purchasing equipment, it was about 30 days before I had a, a live podcast going. You know, and I had yeah, done and it, I had done a couple of pre shows too, just to test out my voice and exactly. test out my equipment, right? Yeah, it, it was fun watching that process um, go from like soup to nuts, basically, and um, you you really skyrocketed up. Um, the other question I want to ask you is, what is the most surprising thing um, that you've gotten from this uh, podcast experience? Same thing. Uh, the first answer, the the metrics. Okay. Uh, the, okay. the metrics and on top of that, the sponsorships, I didn't, uh, I had a goal going into this after all of my research and knowing my audience size, knowing that I am a very small fleck and modest fleck in the world of public figures, um, that I'm very regional, that I'm not a national public figure yet. My goal was by 10 months into the podcast, knowing that I would be doing it once a week, my goal was to be averaging 100 downloads a week at that point. I had 100 downloads a minimum by my first episode. Minimum. Amazing. And then you're talking about like I've really been averaging over 1,000 downloads and listens per episode. And yeah. so to see that and then have sponsors approach me, that blew my mind. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I, I would say the number one thing for me was my my number one goal was moving away from the live show um, because some, sometimes when you do something so long, it'll start getting stale and you don't reveal parts of your personality. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw this as an opportunity for, uh, you know, instead of the sort of court jester mark that's always joking around. Um, to, to, to be able to show a, a much more, uh, uh, I wouldn't say rounded, but uh, uh, kind of keep the edge, but also bring the wisdom. And one of the things that, that I did start getting back was um, when I moved over from the live to the podcast, uh, I was very fortunate that my audience moved with me. And the feedback that I got was exactly the person who I saw on the inside, not the caricature who was playing a role in the lives. And that has been an impetus for not only expansion with um, some of the things going on with my business, some of the things going on with the joy revolution, but also just some straight up confidence in terms of, hey man, in, in my previous show, I was, I was definitely a people pleaser. I didn't question people. Um, I wasn't critical about um, uh, some of the things that the guests said. And now I'm coming back and, and I feel like I can sit in the seat of the audience member who's like, man, you should be asking this question right now because this guy said something totally whack <laughs> and, you, and you're sitting here nodding your head. And, and so to know my audience uh, and, and grow with them and to 
also have the agency to go and, and, and ask that difficult question um, has really helped with the no like and trust factor. I know it's been used over and over and over again, but it's really helped with um, that that one person who's been like, man, I've been following him, him for a while. And I think it's time that I give him a, a ring and see if I want to work with him or, or uh, be a part of his group. I um, mean, I, th- I think that's one of the coolest things. Um, let, me, let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. I know that my voice, and, and when I say my voice on the podcast, I'm not just talking about my my actual voice coming out of my mouth. I mean the personality, the tone, all of it. I know that yeah. my voice has been developed through the years and particularly in these last couple of years because of my public speaking, um, because of the coaching that I do. Did you find that, I know that you're a public speaker as well, did you find that the 200 plus Golden Mike episodes, Golden Mike live episodes that you did before you launched the Golden Mike podcast helped you to develop the voice that you knew could not only engage people, but really hit home the content. Uh, yes and no. Uh, when you do something 200 times, you're bound to get a little bit better at it, right? There's muscle memory to that. Um, one of the things that, um, if, if I could go back and rewind, was was sort of, there's three pillars that I stand on. Uh, one is this, this uh, empowerment tip. Um, number two is this wisdom, and number three is um, kind of some levity and energy. And the thing was was that I didn't truly honor that um, on on, a, on on that show. Um, I, I think when someone comes in clear, maybe uh, you know uh, it definitely would have helped if I would have had like a a coach or someone that could bounce ideas off of of. Uh, which I, I do have now. I have people listen to the podcast, and initially they were like, nah, that's not you. you. Oh, that is so you. That is so Mark behind the scenes. And that's a much more full, refreshing Mark. You know, it's not always a predictable one-liner that he's going to throw in there, right? Um, uh, I, I think they're, you know, hard work is hard work. Um, but you're you're not actually going to grow if you're not um, putting in a growth mindset to be like, okay, how can I get better? How can I put the uh, sort of wisdom piece in it? How can I ground this a little bit more? How can right. I get feedback from people? Uh, I do think that there's – and you don't have to do it in 200, 200 episodes. Um, I think one of the ways that you can accelerate it is by recording it, practicing it listening to your recordings and getting feedback from people. Your audience is is the best informant that you could ever um, use. And a lot of times you don't get feedback from the audience. A lot of people uh, will do their podcast and will be like, did you like it? And that's it. Yeah. And versus, uh, you know, what'd you think about it? Oh, it was good here. It was good here. here. Well, what can I do to make that better? You know, and I think that there's a couple things there. Um, I, I also think that, um, you know, going into a terminal degree in, in university helped me out quite a bit. Before I was a coach, I, I, I was doing research on a regular basis, doing qualitative inter- interviews with people. Um, and in qualitative interviews, um, you're completely objective. You have uh, either a structured 
or no structure. And what I loved is is a semi-structure, uh, structured interview protocol where you come in, you think you have an idea of where the game plan is going to go, but then you get this feeling where, ah, I know what the through line is to this, and right. I'm going to follow that through line to the end. It, it sounds like you you have that as well. Oh, like absolutely. You get that feeling, right? And so to really start to merge things in my life, like education and um, uh, and and uh, some of the marketing things and, and, and coaching and, and uh, coaching questions and also deviating from coaching questions, deviating from a semi-structured pr- uh, protocol, improvising when need to be, um, having the the um, uh, having the energy to stand and just be quiet during a podcast can be so powerful when someone is telling a story. Yeah. Um, and so the, those are those are little bits and pieces that I picked up from lecturing and and um, and, and other things. But at the end of the day, when you put all those, that's the preparation. The actual performance piece for me is kind of like what we're doing right now, G. Like it's just like having a cup of coffee with a buddy. Yeah. And you know, uh, really not paying attention to um, the impact this is going to have on the audience. And if you're engaged and you're energetic and, and you're feeling and you're into it, um, there's bound to be other people who are going to be fascinated by it. Absolutely. I mean, those guys who are fascinated in caves, if they were boring, I would not be looking up um, – those creatures that live in caves with like no eyeballs and stuff like that. <laughs> like I wouldn't have been doing that for three days afterwards. Um, we really have this power to fascinate when we tap into it and know what about us is fascinating. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, and to that note, I think that those that know Mark and I, um, whether in our public speaking, our businesses or our coaching know that we are, we are really thick-headed about being here for the right reasons. Um, we bullish are even. Bu- very bullish, very, very <laughs> bullish. Um, you know, I look at, I look at my my students, my clients when when I'm coaching, and I I try and evolve as a coach. I try and look at what I'm giving them, and if they are able to take that information and not only process it, but to execute. That's one of the most important things for me. And so when I launched the leadership experience, my coaching masterclass platform, you know, the core, the core class being all about um, teaching the concepts of leadership and how to implement that in your life in order to attain your mission statement what you're about as a, as a human being. And then, of course, the add-on tracks for the leadership experience are about now implementing them into your professional life. The career leader track is about implementing your leadership into your career. Entrepreneurship track into your business and the public thought leader track into your career as a public thought leader, a speaker, a writer, a social influencer, an activist. And there was something that I knew when I built this that was missing something that uh, another platform that we could provide and through some intense collaboration, Mark and I were able to decide that adding a podcasting track would be something that would be super helpful to those with a voice that didn't want to get on a stage to those with a voice that were specifically leaning towards 
a platform like this. And so we developed the podcast experience, which is not only an add-on track to the leadership experience, but of course, a standalone class as well. And it is awesome. Yeah, and part of the reason why I'm here is because it's freaking awesome. And also because uh, the work that I do in the Joy Revolution is getting our clients to declare what about their lives, their revolution in their lives that they want to lead, the social change they they want to lead using positive emotions. Uh, People usually think of revolutions being these upheavals that are violent um, where we can have very – I wouldn't say peaceful, but provocative ways of bringing about change. Yeah, I would say peaceful. Uh, Provocative ways of bringing about change in the world. And what better way to uh, garner champions, what better way to to, uh, influence and bring that revolution out but through a podcast? It's a natural extension for anyone who's passionate about something, anyone who wants to, uh, through leadership, influence someone else's behavior in a positive way. Um, yeah, I am, I, I, now I've gone through a couple podcast training classes, George, and what we've come up with um, to serve the people who want to take this class, I think is nothing like I've seen. How, how do you feel about it? Yeah, what, what was so unique about this is how the idea for the class was born, okay? So, I was mm-hmm. developing the first cohort of the leadership experience. Um, Mark had launched yet another cohort of the Joy Revolution, and he had asked me to guest coach as a speaking and writing coach within that cohort. And I was learning so much, not only by by coaching people and finding my voice as a coach, but now watching how Mark coached within the Joy Revolution and really tying together execution and theory. Mark's a big theory guy. Why are you doing what you're doing? While I am very good at helping somebody to execute in their purpose, which is what the leadership experience is about. And so all of the sudden we were gelling so well and these two different, not styles, because we actually, we have very complementary styles. These two thought processes they just worked so well together, and we knew that that not only some of our cohort members but other people out there could really benefit from learning how to build a podcast the right way. Now, some of these courses, not to knock any other courses, but some of them, and most of them, they're going to offer you the, you know, the idiot's guide to podcasting in not so many words, yeah. right? And I wanted to throw that this right way out for a second. When we developed this course – the right way for one person isn't the right way for another. Correct. So the basis of the course is everyone is going to come out with the outcome of they have either a plan or they've already executed a podcast, a podcast series that they are proud of and one that draws in listeners. That's what we consider the right way. And then all the steps in between is coloring the colors you want to color in. It's not It's not template, 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 template. It really is a deep dive into what are your inner motivations? What are your, um, you know, what are your uh, kind of shadow uh, challenging parts that, 
you don't want to reveal. What are the parts that you might be oversharing and really walking you through soup to nuts um, from uh, equipment to uh, hosting to um, different types of podcasts, even to uh, coaching in the live um, with if you are doing an interview or you're doing a solo podcast, um, all those different things in a live workshop. This ba- this baby's not pre-recorded, and so what gets developed in this in this cohort is going to be a result of the people in the cohort yes. influencing each other. Yes. It's going to, and anyone who's ever been a part of a live um, cohort before knows that everyone is an influencer and everyone is influenced by the cohort. It's, it's, I mean, we're big community guys. We are big community guys. That's what we build our coaching platforms around our community. But I want to hit on very specifically what I spoke about before Mark being, being a big theory guy, me being a big purpose guy. When you look at your favorite podcast, your favorite radio shows, ask yourself one question. When I look at the Howard Stern show, my favorite radio show, do I listen to the Howard Stern show because he knows how to operate his soundboard? (laughs) Is that the big accomplishment that he was able to operate his soundboard and to patch through all the other members of the team? and successfully transmit across an antenna, that is not why I listen to him. I listen to him because he is a masterful interviewer. He is an entertaining human being, and I am very interested in what he has to say, and that's because he is so skilled at showing me through his voice what he has to offer. That's what we're teaching here. Will you get the tech specs? Yeah, of course you will. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We're not going to build a class without so, showing you how to do it. Exactly. But um, really what the uh, – I, I would be hard-pressed uh, for folks to look around and see a class that in the live coaches each individual um, at where an audience is watching on finding their voice or honing their voice and honing the craft. Um that at the end is really what's going to get the super fans, the the people who are going to be like, say the say the tagline, say this. Um, that at the end is really going to be the uh, the difference. You know, those are the hey nows, and you've said in it, you've said enough. You've said it up. You know, you've um, said it all. <laughs> you've said it all. You know, um, and it, it does take practice to get there, but also at the same time, why do two hundred episodes by yourself uh, in? in trying to learn that when when you can be in a group that can accelerate this prog- uh, this process quite quickly. I mean, we're, we're talking about exponential acceleration right now. Exponential. And I'm so excited to get this started. I look at, you mentioned before, one of the things that has surprised me. Um, you talk about super fans here. I have yeah. two I have two two super fans that are going to be my super fans for life my kids and one of the <laughs> things that they love about my show now they're not allowed to listen to my show because daddy gets a little uh daddy's <laughs> language is a little rough sometimes when he gets passionate but they know my intro they know my outro they know my theme song parts of the show that when I was in the design phase that I worked very hard on 
very, very hard on. The timing of it, um, the drops that were involved in editing the sounds, you know, the whole the whole thing. When I was editing a show the other day over the weekend on my laptop, and of course I'm now editing in my intro and the whole deal, the little part, if you've heard my my podcast before, the launch cast, the part in the beginning comes up with the, the announcement that at this time I would like everybody to take a seat, and they start mouthing it. They start mouthing it, oh, and then hey, the claps come on, and they're clapping at the same spots. The woo comes on. The music hits. They're singing the lyrics. to. The, they knew my intro by heart, and these are not even people that listen to my show. Yeah. I imagined a level of success where the show comes on in somebody's car that is a fan, and they have committed – their precious time enough to know that in their head to, to have memorized my intro, that kind of thing blows me away to have that kind of commitment from a complete stranger. That means you're affecting people. And that's what this thing is about. Yeah. And the commitment from the uh, complete stranger is a reflection of the commitment to uh, the podcaster themselves um, uh, to showing up and, um, George, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm totally stoked to 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 uh, you know run full speed and beyond with you on, on this on this uh, podcast experience. Um, how do we get in touch with you? What do, what do we do now for the next steps? So here we go. We are right now in open cart mode. Enrollment is open as of May fifteenth. It has been open. So you are going to visit. TheLeadershipExp.com, TheLeadershipExp.com, and anywhere on that site you'll find the links, particularly if you click on the Courses tab, it's going to bring up all of the open courses for enrollment coming up in the next cohort, which starts on June 1st. You can click on the Leadership Experience Core Class Plus podcast track or the Standalone Podcast Experience track. You can enroll right there. Within 24 hours of enrollment and payment, you will have been registered on the site and the curriculum will be available to you. We start the week of June 1st. It is a six-week course, both core and the add-on tracks. Six weeks, so we're talking about the the add-on track in particular for podcasting is once a week, an hour and a half a week, six weeks long, plus some one-on-one coaching that's thrown in there. And you will be able to walk away from this if you choose to apply and execute with a working podcast show. That's it. That's it. Um, anyone who's worked with George and or I, um, and especially the combination of George and I, know the tremendous amount of support that uh, that we give to helping you get to where it is that you want to go. Um, that is another bonus is you have both of us there to work with you on if there's individual needs that you have, um, going into the podcast. Now, do you have a, do you, do you have a sign out? I've already, I've already forgotten if you have a a sign out for your show. We do. It's simple. It's time for both of us to do our sign outs. It's simple. I want you to do yours because I have the more elaborate intro. I think you have the more elaborate sign out. So, okay, okay. So I'm going to do the sign out for my podcast, and it's this. 
for your sake, for my sake, for crap's sake, start your revolution. And if you want to amplify it, do it through a podcast. We invite you to be a part of this podcast experience. TheLeadershipExp.com. This episode is sponsored by the June 2020 cohort of The Leadership Experience, a coaching masterclass hosted by yours truly, the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos. I am bringing you yet another cohort of our six-week intensive masterclass on leadership. You will find your purpose, you will carry it through into your personal mission statement, and you will use that mission statement to change the game. And that's what this is all about. Now. We still have our three add-on tracks, our career leader track, our entrepreneur track, and our popular public thought leader track for speakers, writers, social influencers. You know the deal, but guess what? We have added a fourth add-on track, and it is our most robust track yet. The podcast experience track, which is co-developed and co-taught by my man, Mark Cordone from the Joy Revolution, from the Golden Mike Podcast. We have teamed up into the super friends of podcasting, and we are about to break down some walls and teach our leaders how to build a podcast of their own. But it is not just the technical stuff. No, 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 no. This is much deeper. It is the deep dive into interviewing, into guest relations, into reaching your audience, into using your leadership, to carry your mission through into your podcast message. Let's do this. The cohort starts June 1st. Registration is open. TheLeadershipExp.com. Get there. Tell them I sent you. I had so much fun doing that with Mark. It was really such a blast doing that uh, that back and forth because we really just were workshopping what we were going to be talking about here, right? What What was so important to us. Uh, in terms of teaching within this add-on track, what did we want to hit on specifically? And I think we were we were able to really do that with this curriculum that we've developed. And so we would just wanted to have a back and forth conversation about what podcasting meant to us, et cetera. Mark was really interviewing me; I was interviewing him, and just a um, a really cool conversation that we had. So um, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. I want to. Real quick now, get into the second part of this, which is the reopening of New York. But first, I want to say, by the way, since we've been talking about the leadership experience, that was really um, something that I wanted to just thank you guys for the inspiration for that. But of course, anybody that is interested, uh, I think there's an ad on this show anyway playing, but visit theleadershipexp.com and check it out, click on courses and you can register and enroll right on the website. It's a fantastic course. And if you're not interested in the podcasting part, the rest of it is, it's awesome. Leadership, career stuff, speaking stuff, uh, business stuff, everything, everything's on there. So check it out. So the reopening of New York, I wanted to talk about this and I've been waiting for the governor here, Governor Cuomo to talk about this for our specific region, which is Long Island, New York, Nassau and Suffolk counties. And uh, they made the announcement yesterday that New York pause was going to be ending. New York pause for those outside of New York is what they have put in place here to pause business and everything 
in New York State, basically the quarantine rules. And so here in New York, and I don't know about you guys outside of New York, I think it's it's similar, but we've just been, those that can work from home are working from home. Those that cannot work from home are out there working if they're essential workers. And if they're not essential workers, they're not working. And it's been a struggle. And I really feel for those people. But um, I got to say that I was kind of on team quarantine for the most part. You know, it's aggravating sometimes. And yeah, it sucks. It affects business. And um, some people have been affected much more than than others. And I, I, I can't even imagine how those people are feeling. But is a light at the end of the tunnel, and we're starting to see it now. We are reopening. And so I wanted to talk briefly just about how I feel about this. Uh, I welcome you guys to to comment. You know, send us a DM at Launchpad CEO on most social media. You know, talk to me about how you're feeling. I'll talk about it in a future show. <laughs> but, you know, this reopening is so important in so many ways, but specifically because it is, if it's done the right way, it will teach us a new way of operating, a new way of living, a new reality that's a little bit safer than what we were used to, right? And and in a time like this, you have to be safe. I've seen in the last week some really stupid shit going on like I'll go out to a store and everybody's congregating, no mass. Like they're just, I get that people are over this, but um, it's going to happen all over again if we get crazy like this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to happen all over again. They talked about the possibility and the probability of a resurgence. We got to be careful. If we want our freedom back, we have to be careful about how we take it. So here in New York, they're doing phase one, which will allow for... Retail establishments to open up for curbside pickup. It'll allow for construction, agriculture to reopen, you know, certain sectors. And then I think there's a two-week waiting period before we're eligible to open for phase two, et cetera, all the way to phase four. Phase four is everything's reopened again. It's it's government, it's education, all all back. And I think it'll take all summer probably to get to phase four, but you know, I'm hoping we get there. And so all I want to say out there is this is an exciting time. I've been talking about this since the quarantine happened. You know, I'm a business consultant. That's what I do for a living. And so I'm a strategy guy. I got to get out there and think about strategy all the time, all the time. It's the most important thing to to be ready to strategically plan growth for my clients. That's what I'm about. I'm a turnaround guy. I can go into a failing situation and fix it for for a company. And so there is no more of a failing situation than what's been going on right now for quarantine. And I've worked with some people that have really, really, really taken the bull by the horns and done some amazing stuff. Amazing, amazing stuff. I'm going to shout out Actually, one of my clients, uh, the Elite Restaurant Group, Elite Hospitality Group, they own three restaurants and some other stuff uh, right here in New York. Man, they have been kicking some major ass, opening drive-through movie, uh, a drive-through, um, uh, putting a pizza oven outside and doing a drive-through for Pizza and Heroes, a drive-in movie two days a week, 
um, crazy specials. Curb. I mean, like these guys are just, they're changing the game. And this is like a high end restaurant to be able to do this kind of stuff and invest this kind of time in making sure that their customers don't forget them. That's huge. It's huge. So I want to give a big shout out to elite uh, hospitality group, Mike and Ben and, and all the guys, all the guys there um, that I deal with. Uh, it's, it's been a blast just growing with you guys, dealing with you guys during this time. It's, it's taught me a lot too. Uh, kept me on my toes during this whole time, even though they work me to the bone, but Hey, that's what it's about. Right. And so this reemergence, this reopening is so important. And I want to, I want business owners out there to heed this warning because there's a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast. This is not to be trifled with this reopening. If you go out there like a shithead and reopen as if nothing happened and think that everything's going to go back to normal, you are done. You are done, homie. It's over. That's not the way things are going to be anymore. Maybe in a long time, but you have to go out there and sympathize with the people, sympathize with the situation. Make sure you're keeping your staff safe, your customers safe, and be patient. Be patient. And I know it's so hard to say that, but you know what? I'm a fucking business owner too, and I've been patient. Trust me, I've lost business due to this. I had four, five, six speaking events that were canceled literally the day the quarantine happened. Big speaking events. Money that I was going to be paid. Clients that can't afford to pay their invoices. New deals that were coming in that never happened because of COVID. So I get it. I'm right there with you. But guess what? I'm a smart motherfucker. And I, and I'm saying this honestly not to be egotistical, but there are so many people out there that are whining about it. I know business owners that have gotten crushed and they're not whining because it's, it's, it happens, you know, it's, it's, this is uh, something we've never dealt with before. We weren't prepared for it. I'm lucky. Like I hustled during this thing, but I'm also lucky too. I'm lucky because I'm in an industry that I could still work from home. You know, we have a, we, we had an effect, right? There was a, there was an effect on us. If we didn't hustle as much, it would have been a bigger effect, but I hustled. And I also made sure to use the resources available, PPP loans, the economic injury disaster loans, the, the, uh, the advances on the economic injury disaster loans, all that kind of stuff. You go out there and you apply for that shit right away. And it was helpful to me. It was helpful. I don't know about other people, but it was helpful to me, you know, and it was, um, it was something that I very much appreciated and look, I'm not looking for anybody to, to pay my bills for me. I'm not looking for anybody to, uh, to feel bad for my situation. And that's why I go out there and hustle and I try my best to do what I can to supplement what I'm losing during this COVID time with new stuff going on, i.e. 
the leadership experience. Cohort one, coincidentally, not so coincidentally, launched within weeks of COVID happening. Cohort two is about to launch in another week. Because I'm hustling, dude. And that's what we all need to do. I'm hustling and I'm being smart about it. And I'm sympathizing with my clients. I'm sympathizing with the people out there. You know what I mean? Like if you're a restaurant that's suffering right now and you're going to be reopening, don't just open and start throwing fucking happy hours and shit like that because nobody's going to come. And the people that are going to come, they're fucking assholes. Sorry. If they're going to come in there with no masks and congregate around a bar and get drunk and then, you know, catch coronavirus from it, then they're assholes. And they deserve it, honestly. Don't be so cavalier about the reopening. Understand that there is a process. I just read about a bar about 25 minutes from my house that got caught over the weekend on video with like a full house in their bar. Everybody's hammered, no masks anywhere. And they're going through it right now. They're getting in some huge trouble. Once I know the details of it, I'll report on it in the next podcast, but it's not worth it, man. And, and on top of that, they get in trouble because patrons saw this happening and called the cops on them, their own patrons. You're an asshole. Sorry. My opinion, but it's the truth. And so, for example, if you're a restaurant reopening, understand that you should even though this is probably going to be a rule anyway, you should have a lower capacity. You should go to 50% or 30% capacity when you first open up. You shouldn't have an open bar. If you're going to have drinking at a bar where people congregate, it should be an outdoor deal where people can distance and you got to lower the amount of people there. And you have to still make sure that you're focusing on curbside takeaway and delivery. Don't just cut all that shit off as soon as the quarantine's over because people like me who have been home with my pregnant wife who's 27 weeks pregnant almost, I'm not going to go out and, 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 and expose myself out there and, and then in turn expose her who's in a, a, a tough medical situation right now, you know? Be smart. I'm afraid to go out there. And so if I'm afraid to go out there, I can't imagine how many people are worried about it. And you know what? People are getting pretty used to what's going on here. And of course, it's not the norm and it can't stay like this forever. But for the foreseeable future, here we are. Accept it. Adapt to it. Reimagine the reemergence. Reimagine the reopening as if you were them. What would they want? They've been, they've been stuck in the house too. They get it just like you. They've been stuck in the house. They're sick of it. But at the same time, they don't want to risk anybody's health. They don't want to risk their own health, their families, other people's health. The elderly, the compromised, right? So put yourself in their shoes and go, well, if I'm reopening and these people are going to be happy about it, but they're still scared, what would they want this to look like? What would they want my opening 
to look like in a way where I can bring in more revenue, but I can be resourceful and still be safe and and be a little different. Not be that idiot that just opens back up full capacity. Here we go. Nothing happened. Nothing happened, guys. It's all good. Nope. What? Corona what? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was like the Black Plague back in the day. No, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You know, get smart about it. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. When you see these big entities out there, even school districts and stuff, like they don't want to be shut down. I see it firsthand. I see my kids, even though they love being home, they're miserable learning from home. I see their teachers, their poor teachers are so upset that they're not going to get to see their kids you know, for the rest of the year, they got to have them through March and now they don't get them for the fun time, March through June. It's like the best time of the year, you know, they're upset. They're sad. And by the way, they're working their balls off at home more than they were in the classroom, if that's even possible. And yet the school still has to remain closed because it's the safe and smart thing to do. You can not agree with me all you want. And that's fine with me, honestly, because I know what I'm talking about. I know how I feel. I know the trends out there. These are things that I study in my business. It's important to me. I have to study these kind of things in order to understand what clients need, what clients want, what the end user wants for one of my clients, right? So I'm kind of, I'm kind of an expert in this. I'm kind of a big deal in this, if I say so myself. So if you don't like it, you know, up yours. I don't care. That's what I want to say. It's kind of awkward in here now, isn't it? As uh, who was that comedian that you said? Oh, Dane Cook said this. It's kind of like daddy hit mommy at the dinner table. and Everybody's all quiet now because I said up yours. I don't care because I mean it. If you don't agree, take a hike. You don't have to listen to this. I don't know why I'm whispering. But I'm going to stop now. I'm going to get loud like I always do at the end of a show because this is it. I'm going to wrap this up. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm done. I've had a great show. I'm so excited that I got to talk about some of this stuff, the state of the podcast, the reemergence, the reopening of New York, um, which, by the way, I'm opinionated about, but I love this place, man. I love this place. Uh I'm not even going to talk about my hometown Farmingdale. All of you that know me, you're, you're going to vomit right now if I start talking about Farmingdale because this is all I talk about. But So I'm just going to talk about New York in general. I live in the greatest place in the world. I live in New York. This is the center of the universe. And there is nothing better than this place to me. And I want everybody to be safe. I want it to go back to being the center of the universe. Uh, I've seen the streets empty. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't want this anymore, guys. I want to go back to being the place that we are proud to call home, New York. And I'm counting on you guys, as you should count on me. We have to count on each other to do this the right way get this place open again, get back to business 
as we should be. So we're all making money. We're all happy out there. We're all living our lives. We got a summer to enjoy. Summer's here. Shit, I was driving before 8.15. Sun was still out. What? Love it. And so I'm going to leave you with be safe, be smart, 25 episodes down, and we are nowhere near done. I cannot wait to keep bringing this show to you week after week, intro after intro, woo after woo, and keep it going for you guys. Thank you, guys. I'm out. Launch sequence terminated. Into the black hole. Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.